Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. That was when my breaking point was because I said, I'm not making commission, not because I'm not necessarily good. It wasn't just me as well as a few, two other people, but because the person that was our manager had yeah. to close this out. She was busy or, you know, there'd be other stuff going on or mm. et cetera, et cetera. Every time I call someone, they'd be like, who are you? <laughs> And in my head, I'd be like, good question. Yeah. Because there's no, we didn't have no website. Her website yeah. was down. There was nothing to show. It wasn't like a normal estate agency where wow. there's a website or whatever. So yeah. that experience kept getting, get, kept making me annoyed. And then mm. that clicked for me. The reason why I'm not getting commissions, not only mm. because of the manager, but because I'm working too hard at point of sale mm. to make the sale. Yeah. Marketing should give them enough information to make yeah. them feel comfortable mm -hmm. to talk about working with us. Yeah. Not at that time. Welcome to the takeoff experience where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. This episode is sponsored by Money Hub, a platform that allows you to see all of your current accounts in one place and also provides you with smart money management tools to help you get right with your money. Welcome back to the takeoff. We have a special guest uh, in the building. I'm going to call you a marketing genius. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good, Asa. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very, very glad uh, to get you on the episode. I've been wanting to get you for 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 a while, and um, the listeners will definitely understand. But before uh, we uh, go that way, I just wanted to understand from your perspective, who would you say Elizabeth is? Okay, so I am a Nigerian South mm -hmm. Londoner. Now I'm a wife. And okay congratulations I, thank you very very much and yeah the last thing is that i'm a marketing head i love marketing so mm -hmm. that's what i would say my career is 
why marketing? Why do you love it like so much? Oh, because I've done so many jobs which I didn't mm-hmm. like. Okay, so I did a lot of sales jobs. Okay. And the sales jobs I did was very direct. So mm-hmm. charity work, door knocking, mm-hmm. um, going to pharmacies as a um, medical sales rep, mm-hmm. telesales for wow. BT. These sales jobs were really, really like in your face, not mm-hmm. aggressive, but you really had to speak to people in person and sell. Okay. And through doing countless sales jobs, it was brutal. Wow. And the reason why it was brutal, more than I think it necessary, is because mm. there was no strong marketing. Okay. So obviously BT have marketing, but I mean, like when it comes to door to door charities, mm-hmm. people are knocking on your door. You don't know who they are, what they're yeah. doing, what they're doing with the money. There's so much information that you're not mm. really privy to until mm-hmm. that person comes to you at your time. Wow. Not an agreed time, right? Mm-hmm. So all of those experiences made me feel like, wow. Um, Sales is harder because marketing isn't present to set it up. So it's like okay. the midfielder and striker <laughs> reference, yeah. if that's okay. correct. Um, okay. The midfielder is the marketing mm-hmm. and the striker is the sales. And wow. that's what made me fall in love with marketing because I got good at sales because mm-hmm. I said a lot of the marketing stuff I needed to say mm-hmm. at point of sale, okay. which took longer, but it worked. But if okay. I did that beforehand at my time, you mm-hmm. know, maybe leveraged it on a website or anything like that, it would enable me or the company to mm. have more sales efficiently or at least easier. Okay. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll dive back into um, into marketing and why it's important um, a little bit later. But can you give us a bit of an insight into the day and the life of Elizabeth? Yeah. So it's changed recently, but now I, um, you know, do marketing in a contract mm-hmm. way. So I've got my business. So mm-hmm. one is more, you know, marketing lead. So, yeah. you know, working in company, inside a company mm-hmm. um, as a contractor, but, you know, lead in marketing. Okay. And two, I've got my, I've, I would actually say now I'm actually getting into being a marketing content creator. Okay. Which is new for Interesting. me. But I have a lot of content. So slowly mm-hmm. but surely, mm-hmm. marketing's getting into that. I'm getting into that. Mm-hmm. And lastly, it's training people. So okay. I'm a, a big arm of my business is actually training mm-hmm. companies who have a marketer, usually junior, so mm-hmm. social media manager, VA, um, something like that. And mm-hmm. the business owner who are both at loggerheads who are not doing well with marketing with marketing yeah and i train both them both of them at the same time on how to do marketing together okay. so they're more profitable so that's a big arm so i'm teaching a content creator and actively mm-hmm. doing it wow you're doing a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> gosh very very busy um can you take us back to the beginning so you said you're nigerian were you born there born here born and bred in croydon okay born and bred in croydon. well what croydon mitchum croydon yeah Wow, wow, wow. And what was it like um, growing up in, in Croydon? I, I remember Croydon being rough from my from my hearings. Yeah, um, Mitchum wasn't that much better, mm. but I think it wasn't like Croydon. Um, but I left, we, I moved um, from Croydon when I was two and then, yeah, eventually I moved back anyway. So mm. more of my upbringing was in Mitchum. Okay. Um, and that was interesting. I lived okay. near a now academy, so that mm. means you know the school was rough. Okay. 
well, two academies I'm, I was close to. Yeah. And yeah, it was just an interesting experience, but overall, I enjoyed it. Okay. Wow. Wow. And um, did you go to school in the area of Croydon as well? No, thank God. Okay. Oh, no. no <laughs> not Croydon. No, Croydon was too far. And then mm. I lived in Merton, so okay. Mitchum in Merton. So I went to a school in Wandsworth, mm. and which I'm so glad about because it was, I think, a bit, it was much better than the schools I was able to get into because yeah. I didn't get into the schools I wanted to. Okay. The only school I was able to get into mm. were in the borough mm-hmm. was the now academy. Okay. So that would have been a different path to me if I went there. So you think so? You think that if you went to those schools that you would have been yeah, different? Yeah, because okay. now it's an academy, so obviously it was yeah. rough. <laughs> I mean, you've got smart kids in rough schools, I guess-ish. Yeah, it's not about being smart. It's yeah. about, you know, overall what the school does, how That's they true. how they help each students. You mm. know, it's rough for a reason. That could be for many different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's like your environment. I think yeah. when you're that young, you're quite impressionable. Exactly. And it's true. You can go down different exactly. paths, really, right? So mm-hmm. if you go to a good school, it's likely that you're going to be, you, you, not maybe you're not a superstar, but you might be all right. But if yeah. you go to a really bad school where bad things are happening. My school, I don't know. Like, I feel like my school was... They said it was the best school in Southwark, but okay. lots of stuff happened. Like, Fair you know, like when I think back to it, like at that age, you don't, it's kind of normalized. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But when you think back, like what, 11 year old, 12 yeah. year olds going through stuff like that is yeah. a bit traumatizing. Yeah. Um. Wow. Cool. And were you like, um? what, what did they used to call people that were really smart? What was that word? Again? Yeah. Yeah. Were you uh, a <laughs> I wanted to be Buffett, You wanted to when be When I Buffett. say Buffett, I don't mean like okay. a neek, mm. but I mean like just do the best I can with the grades. Yeah, Because yeah. I actually liked, at that time, mm. education, because I kind of got it. So. Okay. And obviously, we both have Nigerian parents. We know yeah. Nigerian parents be. Yep. Oxford, Cambridge. That's all they want. Russell Group. Yeah. So you need to get good grades from now, isn't it? So Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I definitely wasn't mm. a Buffett. I wasn't even the smartest in the class. But okay. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be. Yeah. Um. Because I think at that point, it's not that important. Mm. It's only later in life. I think as long as you just apply yourself, that's what I always say. GCSEs um, though. I feel like GCSEs is a kind of a turning point, no? I didn't do that well. I got five GCSEs. Really? Yeah. yeah. But don't you feel like that's a turning point in terms of what you're... Because that's when um, you go to a new school. I mean, a new institution. It... it <laughs> Honestly, I think I didn't know what I was going to do. Okay. Like, yeah, if I wanted to go into medicine, yeah, yeah. it would have, like, flopped me. But I think ultimately, it didn't really... Yeah, I had to work harder. I had to yeah. go through a different path. But I still... I think I've still gotten to where... Yeah. But at the time... Yeah. GCSEs and then A-levels. Mm. So I got nine... I got... Oh, uh, that's A-star. good. Yeah, you got like, nine A-stars? No, no, no. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That would have been buffing level. No, I got nine GCSEs, but one A-star. That's still A's. good? All A to C's basically but that's that's way more than average i think you think yeah how many can you get total 12 i think yeah maybe yeah yeah so 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 yeah that's i mean yeah that's way more than average okay well yeah well you need that because it depends on well i don't i don't remember but do you do they decide what um Hmm. institution you go to next because your gcse's because that's why you need nine to go to good i don't know how you i don't know what next I, well, I got into SFX with five. Oh, really? Yeah, and SFX was supposed to be one yeah, of the SFX best was, ones. So yeah. you would have definitely been. I think you can apply. You get to choose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which ones? Yeah. Which one did? You, which what which college you go I to? I couldn't go SFX. I'm... <laughs> you I you went go. to Richard. Richard was one of the top colleges in South. 
Yeah, but SFX was just, I felt like it was a party. It was, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit so rough. What, it was a bit mad. It really? Was, it was rough. Not rough. I mean, it's in Clapham, right? So yeah. Clapham, Brixton, yeah, Stockwell, yeah, yeah. all them kind of areas. So, yeah. you know, you have people from the area will go there, exactly. you know. <laughs> and I think SFX was quite lenient. Yeah, it wasn't like, you didn't have to have the best grades to go there. So yeah. they have people from everywhere, Croydon, Streatham. <laughs> Even people from Peckham That's went there. Even Richmond so. had people from Peckham. Yeah. So, yeah. But I love Richmond because like you said, mm. I know I'll get some, you know, people that mm. live in maybe Kingston, Richmond, yeah. the outskirts, the suburbs, <laughs> the boroughs we don't even know yeah. about. Yeah. So Richmond and Richmond was much bigger. I really yeah. wanted to go to a college. Not a yeah. Anyway. That's fair. That's so. fair. And what, what did you study there at Richmond? Government. And politics, English okay. literature, okay. mathematics, and okay. economics. Wow, that's got nothing. None of these have got anything to do with marketing. It does. It, so okay. economics the most. Well, yeah, economics the most. Okay. But yeah, obviously, depending on how mm. you look at marketing, it could be mm-hmm. very quantitative and qualitative. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's and fair. Yeah. So um, economics the most because there's a um, strand strand of economics mm. called behavioral economics, okay. which is where marketing stems from. So okay. yeah, I didn't learn much about behavioral. I learned financial which is okay. more about the bank of england quantitative easing etc right. etc et but still i learned some modules about how um economics is influenced by human behavior and that's okay. where marketing stems from and interesting later down the line i learned you know yeah. where both of those were well, sorry where my original um degree mm-hmm. helped me understand marketing better okay wow and and after you know okay so so those were you always interested in maths just Absolutely. taking the back of it the way i struggled with maths in a level i got an a star like my identity shifted i got an a star yeah in gcse in a level i struggled I got that's what D's. a lot of people say D's. actually i never got anything more than a d in maths yeah. i don't know why what why this i don't know if it's the level apparently or, or, the jump is so big okay the jump or maybe they so just big. don't teach you relevant stuff Maybe, maybe at GCSE level it was on a different level yeah that's what i've heard i've heard it, it yeah. for people who are really good at maths they do struggle when it gets to a level okay interesting and what did you decide to study i'm assuming you went to uni yes yes what, what did you decide to study financial economics <laughs> financial economics okay interesting why financial money economics. um okay wanted to get big bucks or just learn about money i I've, i wanted to be a management consultant i didn't know what that okay. meant okay you knew about management consultant? Um, yeah, wow. because of people that were applying, because Richmond had a lot yeah. of people going to Oxford and Cambridge and all of that stuff. Smart, and if they weren't yeah. going in, so there was actually a mm. Oxford and Oxbridge, um, like, um, teach not teacher, but mm. person that will help people get to Oxbridge. Okay. Because I got good grades at mm-hmm. AS level, mm-hmm. I, sorry, I got, so I got okay grades at AS mm-hmm. level. You need to get all A's in AS yeah. in AS level. I got two of two A's. Okay, so that's good. The guy said, "Yeah, you won't get you won't get in, unfortunately, mm. but you were considered. But anyway, mm. you won't get in because you've only got two, not four. Okay. So from there, people around me mm. are like, will say, look, these are the careers I want to get into: okay. medicine, um, working yeah. in the city. Okay, what in the city? Investment mm-hmm. banking, management consulting, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et so I thought, okay, cool. Um, what would you need to learn? to okay. get into that and people didn't really right. have an idea it wasn't like a st- it was not like in uni as a management maybe there is a management mm. course now but mm. not for a bachelor of arts yeah. or science so economics i felt i enjoyed because it was a bit of the legal bit okay. of the mathematical bit of the um mental mm-hmm. um and all combined into one so yeah okay wow wow that's very interesting i think i still think it's too early for 
I've been saying this consistently yeah. on the podcast. I think like it's always too early to get people to to decide what their future career yeah. should be because your career can be what 40 50 years and you're it's deciding in your first 18 years of your life oh this is what i want to do for 50 years i think yeah. it's kind of ridiculous but well, yeah. maybe we'll have an overhaul uh <laughs> one day okay cool and then um at what point did you like what was your first job like after uni after you you graduated so because i was doing financial economics mm-hmm. i learned a lot about banking okay and so i got to i got a job in santander during university okay nice university sorry and then did it throughout summers during university. So nice. my job, my first job in after uni was Santander, but I got mm-hmm. promoted from my cashier mm-hmm. to a personal banker. And that's okay. where when my first um, you know, concept of selling began. Okay. So yeah. Selling to selling credit cards to us, bank accounts Up, to exactly, us. Exactly, upgrading, okay. all of that stuff. Yeah, bonds, all of that stuff. Yeah. Wow. Were you like did you have targets and did it did it, did they give you commission as well? No, they didn't no give any commission. It was okay. very low pay. But wow. um, I worked like I did. So I would stay after five mm. to work to help the doctors or people that couldn't come during nine to five. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed having my own office. Like Imagine that <laughs> yeah. at 21 or 22, having yeah. your own office, yeah. like, your own uniform. That's I thought mad. it was so good. And then having people come to you and then upgrading them, explaining stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, use some of my degree as well because I understood kind of a bit about the um, the banking sector yeah. from it. So, yeah, it was it was interesting. Okay. And then what happened how how did you how did you get from there to where we are now in marketing yeah so very quickly i was working a lot so when okay. i said working a lot, like i said i was working past five o'clock mm. and i was consistently I, mm, yeah depending wow. on whether they could make it before five or not i would stay over and you know hitting my target and mm-hmm. you know trying and doing the best i can but i got really 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 quickly because the same mm. thing every day every day every day and if you're hitting your targets you're not getting commission and you're not learning new things mm. I, I f- like it wasn't that's nothing to incentivize you like exactly so you're so basically so you're telling me that if you were hitting your target or if, obviously if you weren't hitting your target they might do some kind of review but the pay is not different what's the point yeah but i didn't Almost. stay even for a year so maybe yeah. it, but i don't think it would have jumped anyway yeah. i think it's just a very stable job with the banking sector so I was asking, so at the time, because of the influences I had from my friends, a lot mm-hmm. of people were doing um, SEMA um, mm-hmm. qualification. Okay, yeah, yeah, accounting so thought, qualification. Exactly, right? a yeah, management yeah. accounting qualification. So I thought, I'm not going to do ACC. I don't want to be an accountant, but this management accounting is um, what I hear some people do to get into mm-hmm. management consulting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you still had aspirations yeah, to get into management yeah. consulting. I, I okay, to at this point, yeah. Doing management consulting. That's all I wanted to be. Really? A hundred percent. Okay. The pay's good. Yeah. Pay's good. Just but... help clients. Okay, you work long hours. But I'm working long hours, <laughs> you know, voluntary. Like Fair enough. Fair enough. And you know, I've got a lot a, a lot to share and, and yeah. serve. So basically, mm. um banking, I wanted to work in head office of Santander. Okay. They said absolutely not. I started working working doing SEMA by myself Mm -hmm. and paying for it by myself. I couldn't do it. I couldn't study again. I wasn't doing Mm. it because I thought if I do SEMA, obviously I can get any job I want. Yeah. I stopped it very quickly, got disgruntled. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to move on. So I went into Deloitte because Mm. again, the better names you have in your CV, the easier it's going to get into management consulting. So I wasn't in the big Deloitte. I was in a mini office, like a small office doing the PPI claims. Okay. That's the period of time when people Mm. are getting the money back. So I got that name in the CV. And then the contract ended. Still couldn't get into management consulting. Wow. And also I got a 2-2 mm. in my university. Okay. So that was a really big reason why yeah. it wasn't working for me. Okay. So basically I just kept working, working, working mm. in financial 
um, jobs mm-hmm. and I went into a trading firm and then mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? Let me change gears a bit. Let me mm. see how I can make more of an impact and mm-hmm. more of my personality. Okay. So I got into medical sales. Medical. Okay. Yeah, medical sales. So the NHS, um, basically, they do require um, pharmaceuticals to sell them, okay. obviously, the drugs to yeah. for you to use. Mm-hmm. So, and they have a target um, to use certain prescriptions. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I'm competing against another pharmaceutical. So mm. I was with a um, competitor to GSK. Mm. Okay. GSK is massive, obviously. Yeah. So I'm trying to sell stuff and literally... I've just it's just a it's just the weirdest job you have mm-hmm. a fancy car you ha- wear a uniform and you mm-hmm. literally your aim is it's like a game the aim is to go and see the head nurse the head gp mm-hmm. during working hours when they're working and sell them this product live like literally and get an order in i feel like i was an apprentice so wow yeah i, I mean well, i've taught you valuable skills right 100 percent. so i did respiratory stuff yeah so i was going into gps as well mm-hmm. not gp sorry pharmacies as well okay so literally going in, getting orders, coming out, getting orders. I, I literally felt like I was on The Apprentice. Wow. And that taught me so many things. Um, but yeah, I just, again, it wasn't quite what I wanted. I didn't want to keep doing direct selling and all of mm. that stuff. So um, then in 2017, mm-hmm. I did a commission only role because I felt okay. like I wanted to control my income more. Okay. I'm not getting this management consultant. Let me try yeah. and make money like I am, mm-hmm. right? So I, for some weird reason, mm. I did a commission only job in Milton Keynes. I live in South London. <laughs> okay, so I'll be traveling yeah. to Milton Keynes with my own money. Wow. Doing like phone to phone sales in property, getting landlords and mm. um, yeah, getting landlords mm-hmm. to rent out their property through us. Okay. That was when my breaking point was because I said, I'm not making commission, not because I'm not necessarily good. It wasn't just me as well mm. as a few, two other people, but because... The person that was our manager had yeah. to close us out. She was busy or, you know, there'd be other stuff going on or mm. et cetera, et cetera. Every time I call someone, they'd be like, who are you? <laughs> and in my head, I'd be like, good question. Yeah. Because there's no, we didn't have no website. Her website yeah. was down. There was nothing to show. It wasn't like a normal estate agency where wow. there's a website or whatever. So yeah. that experience kept getting kept making me annoyed and then mm. that clicked for me the reason why i'm not getting commissions not only mm. because of the manager but because i'm working too hard at point of sale mm. to make the sale yeah marketing should give them enough information to make yeah. them feel comfortable mm-hmm. to talk about working with us yeah not at that time so i pitched to the manager to say look can i do marketing your website social media mm. whatever have you she said yeah cool but it'll be commission only i okay. said that doesn't make sense <laughs> <laughs> so what you're building her uh, her infrastructure she said oh yeah i'm not gonna pay you it's free yes yeah, commission only where's the the commission will come from the sales it might as well doesn't make sense so i said okay do you know what it's, uh, do you know what yeah so that dissolved but then i started to get into marketing i started mm-hmm. buying courses about marketing because mm-hmm. getting a marketing job was really hard i had no yeah. experience mm-hmm. they didn't care what experience i had before so i started buying loads of courses mm. and then a year later i got my first marketing job and then I've had a few marketing jobs since. And mm. then because of COVID, literally mm. March 2020, mm. when everyone decided that, remember, decided mm. that they had to be on social media, ma- online, whatever, to sell, to market apologies. That's when my business started, literally, because I, wow. yeah, my friend said, listen, you need to post some tips. Mm. And then I got overwhelmed with people saying, look, I need your help today. Wow. So yeah, that's, and then, yeah, it evolved, it evolved, it evolved. And yeah, that's where I am now. That's crazy. I was wanting to go back a bit into your first role 
was there something in particular that helped you sorry was there a particular course or was it all of the courses that helped you get that first role in terms of Santander or the first no, marketing, the marketing role. the first marketing role yeah um so my sales so my sales experience helped because okay. um when I was a medical rep mm. the first marketing role I had mm-hmm. was selling medical products they were okay. an online GP so that helped as well mm-hmm. and also I wouldn't say courses because it was quite quite beginner okay um but I was able to blag yeah you got to, I think you got to, for your yeah. first role yeah I was able I think to blag I don't to think do there was any courses because there was nothing specific I didn't do no tests mm. there was it was just a phone call interview maybe a face-to-face interview about okay. generic stuff so okay no. that's all it you yeah. just need one break and yeah, that's it 100%. and that's it um okay cool and then so after your first one right how did you get to where you are now as a fractional CMO, as you call yourself. So again, I got very disgruntled very quickly okay. because I was literally being told to do assistant level tasks. So yeah. with marketing, it's not just basically there's different there's there's different levels to marketing. There could mm-hmm. be the strategy, the operational, the mm-hmm. you know assistant level work, and all mm-hmm. I was getting told to do was to post a review mm-hmm. or literally what the breaking point actually was when me and this uh, my colleague was told to do the copy. Sorry, to do the words. Let me mm-hmm. not say copy do the words and the design of uh, the website that will that to be rebranded yeah we did it gave it to the manager two weeks later the manager got an agency friend his friend who's an agency to mm-hmm. do the whole website so none of our designs got even got looked at like literally was wow. nothing so i realized that i'm not learning mm. and that got really frustrating i really want to learn there's no point having a job where i'm told to mm. do stuff that anyone could do i want to learn marketing yeah so um i left and then i said you know what um, the reason I got my second job is because um, I was learning about marketing so much that any one of someone I would know that would do anything social media wise, I would post mm. comments saying, no, you need to do this better, you need to do this better. Mm. So there was a YouTube video that someone posted, which I knew in my previous work, mm-hmm. and it was not optimized for YouTube. I had to put a comment, say, look, you need to do this, you need to do this. Mm. And they did. And they said, oh my gosh, they're, in the, first, they're the first result on YouTube. Wow. <laughs> it's like, they were like, oh my gosh. If you can help us like this, come in. They they told me to come in. They were in Northamptonshire. Come in and let's see how we can work together. Wow. So I was like, yeah, I'm I I'm the same because I want to leave. So yeah. So basically, long story short, we had a contract job and mm-hmm. yeah, what I didn't realize, which is what I learned now, which is why I started becoming a fractional CMO, is mm-hmm. because. I wanted to be a consultant. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize is that no one else was doing the marketing. So I was doing the marketing, the and running ads, the consultant. Mm-hmm. I was doing everything. What I wanted wow. to be was to lead the marketing, mm-hmm. to give the strategy mm-hmm. and someone else to do the day-to-day work. Yeah. Because I don't live anywhere near Northamptonshire, mm-hmm. I was going up. I was stressed out. Insane. I was doing all the work. They were telling me, oh, when I, because I wouldn't go up there every day for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, right? Because I wouldn't want to pay for me to go up every day. Mm-hmm. They will say, oh, no, we've changed this now. We've done this now. No, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. Things will be changing so fast. Mm. Um, I'll be doing every. I'll just, it just wasn't a good fit. And that's why I said, you know what? If I'm going to be um, like contracting again, a consultant again, mm-hmm. I need to just be at the strategy level okay. and someone else needs to do that actual work. Otherwise, okay. it's not going to work. And that's yeah. my first lesson that I learned. The next job I did was, um, yeah. So for various reasons, because I was in the property world mm-hmm. for different reasons, I got another job in, um, I was a social media manager and I did mm-hmm. that just because of many reasons, which wasn't ideal. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to outperform. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a social media manager and p- 
social media manager on paper, I'm going to be sick. And so, cool. Another mistake I did was having that mindset. So he wants to why? social media. Why, why, why? Because he didn't care. Okay. <laughs> so so <laughs> some people say you should work hard and your manager sees. He didn't care. He didn't yeah. see it. So basically I was a social media manager, mm. but he, what he was telling me to do mm. was so frustrating to me. He literally mm. said, find quotes of famous people like Oprah, um, Bill Gates about finance because it was a financial company yeah. and just post it on social media. Uh, yeah yeah so that doesn't work that doesn't work yeah. too i'm not showing my ability i'm not trying yeah. i still haven't learned i have sort of applied everything i've learned yeah? yeah so i'm starting to get a bit frustrated so i said you know what cool that's nice but i'm not going to do that i'm going to make sure this business mm. makes money from what i do mm. so what i did is that they had no followers this is a brand new company i was like mm. the fifth person in the company mm-hmm. no social media presence so mm-hmm. what i did was that i dm'd people that mm-hmm. i knew would be interested in offer mm-hmm. but calls with the manager i made sure that um i had phone conversations mm-hmm. with people promoting the brand mm-hmm. and um i made sure i found events for people mm-hmm. to go for a company to go to that was their target market mm-hmm. so i didn't do social media stuff because it would have taken too long yeah and also because he wanted things a certain way i couldn't post what i wanted yeah or what i believed mm. should work but what i did do is that because it was a financial product which i wasn't privy to mm-hmm. i asked him to sit me down and to give me a one-to-one on what mm. the product is how it works blah blah blah, and recorded it so i can learn how to talk to someone and not seem mm. like i don't know what i'm talking about yeah yeah so long story short i you know made the business um hundreds of thousands of pounds because mm. i was able to find clients for them and he didn't say thank you didn't really care um he just said like you're not doing enough social media stuff which i wasn't Mm. Not because I didn't want to, but he 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 literally just felt like if I didn't do social media the way he wanted to, it wasn't mm. good enough. Interesting. So even that I was posting and stuff because I f- I felt like I was, I was doing too much. Mm. It was like relax, like <laughs> that's what energy. Relax, give, getting them a hundred thousand. And how did you? How exactly did you get them a hundred thousand? So I went to I went to an event. I told him mm. I saw an event. Mm-hmm. I told everyone to come. Mm-hmm. I, when I was at the event, the panelists were our target market. They were perfect. They were literally looking for a company like us. Okay. What I did is that I recorded the panelists so Mm -hmm. I can make sure, because again, this is marketing. Mm -hmm. All we're doing is reverse engineering Mm -hmm. what someone wants with what we can give them. Mm -hmm. Recorded what they said, revised what they said. And then Mm -hmm. at the end, I asked for everyone's social media because I was going to follow up. Mm -hmm. I followed up. Mm -hmm. I said, let's have a conversation. I spoke reiterating what that person said yeah. the day before mm. and she was like oh my gosh yes i would love this booked a meeting with um you know a few people and my mm. manager and they closed and that's that's very simply how i did it so it was more business development okay. from my sales experience okay wow because i knew again like social and again i even got financial influences that we both mm-hmm. know to even talk to our manager okay. he just didn't he just didn't care. He didn't get it no he just blew them <laughs> off so it's very frustrating because I wanted to do an influencer program yeah. with financial influencers to mm. promote the product. Mm-hmm. Nothing. He didn't. He wasn't interested. Wow, that's so, mad. Yeah. What if I told you that there was a platform that allows you to see how you're spending all of your money across all of your accounts, especially at a time where the cost of living is at its highest that it's been in 
years. What if I also told you that this platform also allows you to see how much income you are getting every month across all of your accounts as well as helping you to set budgets for all of your expenses. It doesn't stop there though. This platform also helps you to send a record of your rent payments to Experian so that it is recorded on your credit report which can help to boost your credit score. This platform sounds amazing right? Well this platform is called Money Hub which you can download for free by tapping the link in my description. You get access to premium features free for six months, six whole months with no auto renew. And then if you decide that you love the app and the platform and you want to continue with premium features, then it will only cost you £1.49 per month. That is the deal of the century, right? Well, go and download the Money Hub app right now. Okay, so he doesn't know what marketing is. So can you explain to us and the listeners from your point of view what marketing is? Yeah, it's a lot of things. But the end goal is, I would say, is making sure that you have qualified prospects mm -hmm. into your business. It's not to, it's not to sell. It's for qualified prospects okay. clients and customers okay. in your pipeline mm -hmm. which qualified. includes yes yeah. qualified exactly ideally not just leads yeah okay what's the difference between qualified prospect and a lead so the way i see is let's just take an example um you know let's just say we're selling a car right mm -hmm. and you know they have a social media presence mm -hmm. and they have an email list they say mm -hmm. you know subscribe so you can get whatever those people will be classed as a lead because they've shown intent mm -hmm to find out more about what you're selling. Okay. The reason they're not qualified is because you don't know anything about them. Okay. So the way we learn about them and to understand that they're in the right mm -hmm. frame of mind to buy, they're the mm -hmm. right person to buy is by nurturing. Okay. So the only way we can learn about, you know, th this, this person who's qualified is mm -hmm. that, and some attributes of being qualified is that they have the money, mm -hmm. they're in the right mindset mm -hmm. and they actually need it. Okay. If you don't know that, you don't know if someone's qualified. Okay. Okay. Because they may be the completely wrong person, but mm. they may want to look for that car or buy that car in 10 years time. Okay. They're not qualified then. Yeah. Yeah. So when I say qualified, I mean actually ready now. Okay. Able to do it now. And the only reason why they haven't bought yet is because either they don't know some information which may be personal to their situation, mm -hmm. or you haven't had a conversation to them, or you haven't presented them the offer yet. Okay. So that's what I mean in terms of qualified and, you know, qualified lead and just a lead. Okay, I've got two follow-up questions. Sure. How do you know somebody is qualified? Because you said that's what makes them qualified. So I want to know, like, how? Especially, like, like a, you know, like, for something abstract, like, a, I don't know, like, Revolut. Let's, let's say Revolut, for example. You want to get, you want to, you've done an ad or whatever, and you want to get that person from, from a lead to somebody who's actually going to download the app, start, you know, okay. put money into it and stuff like that. Sure. So, data. Google okay. Analytics is quite good. Okay. And also we can track. So say you are mm -hmm. a, a qualified person, but they mm -hmm. just don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. You've shown engagement and interest. So mm -hmm. let's just say you've um, responded to their social media. You've mm -hmm. engaged, et cetera, et cetera. You subscribe to their email list. Mm -hmm. Usually when you subscribe to somewhere, the mm -hmm. good email list, don't just say, give us your email. Mm -hmm. 
they ask for some information mm-hmm. and you know maybe gauge what you where you are what you need mm-hmm. also if you download the app you mm-hmm. definitely have to fill out some information yeah that's true yeah so again you are categorizing your needs what you have what mm-hmm. you don't have where you're going etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. So, because just because you downloaded the app doesn't mean you're using it as well. So yeah. you're not necessarily selling. Mm-hmm. You haven't sold. You haven't been sold yet. So again, these are all steps in the funnel, which is just okay. an, a timeline of a um, you know, a timeline of when someone goes through your brand mm-hmm. to this point of sale okay. and after to show you more information, more clues, mm-hmm. and also as a brand, as you get you know more mature, mm-hmm. you would know what atto likes and what atto is like mm-hmm. because there's economic there's you know mental there's there's so many factors which you can yeah. kind of generalize mm-hmm. especially when it comes to what their mindset is yeah. especially with like for example buying houses or etc 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 which you can factor in mm-hmm. and you can test using split testing so for example split okay. testing is when you test two things at the same time so mm-hmm. a website mm-hmm. will have two different types of um writing and or pictures okay. If you respond to mm. this type of, you know, um, website, mm-hmm. then you know that you're more inclined to feel this way. Okay. And again, that's just data that enables the brand to say, look, this is how this is how I know someone's qualified because they've mm-hmm. reacted to this. They haven't reacted to that. Okay. They've said, okay, we want to sign up because we want to buy a house, not because we want to buy a car. Mm-hmm. This makes us qualified because depending on what Revolut sells, mm-hmm. it enables us to say, okay, cool. He's ready because he's actually thinking about mm-hmm. buying a house. He's got a deposit. He said he's got 25K. Mm-hmm. He's X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Okay. Wow. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there like particular things somebody can do to turn somebody from a lead to, um, oh, what was the word you used? Qualified. Yeah. Qualified, yeah. Yeah, sure. So the main, yeah. well, not the main thing, but a, a simple way is emails. I know people okay. hate them. It's quite regular. It's very regular. It's, you know, it takes a lot of work. But with emails and email platforms, there is a lot of data that you start to get, mm-hmm. depending on what you ask for at the point of them um, coming into your emails. Mm-hmm. For example, name, email, age, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's again, you know, a starting point because you can see, you know, where they are now. Yeah. Depending on the information you ask, and then depending on what you send in emails, mm-hmm. depending on what they engage to, what mm-hmm. they read, what they open, because you can mm-hmm. see what someone's opened, what they've read, mm-hmm. what they've engaged with. You can say, okay, cool. If this person's clicking on, you know, by downloading the app, but they don't, mm. they, they, you know, they're more qualified because I'm thinking mm. to, depending on what I've said, mm. for them to even click on that link to download the mm. app, it shows that they have intent to yeah. do something. So it, again, it's, and also you can do the social media as well. Don't get mm. me wrong. Polls. Yeah. Interactive things enable some the brand yep. to see who's qualified um, and also content let's just say podcasts as well mm-hmm. if one type of podcast episode is getting a lot more views mm-hmm. especially if there's a call to action mm-hmm. that per- the people most people often than not are more qualified because mm. they're showing that they're more ready to take the next step yeah closer yeah. to point of sale yeah yeah did you did you use these techniques on when you were trying to get people from turning them from lead to qualify for your own business hundred percent. And yeah. especially in at my sales <laughs> okay. jobs, especially at sales jobs. <laughs> Gosh, man. Wow. This is, this is crazy. Um, you mentioned another thing, funnel. Can you take me through what that is? Yes. Cause I keep on hearing it. Yes. Yeah. So in, um, a simple term is mm-hmm. literally the, um, the steps that mm-hmm. someone takes. So, sorry. The steps that someone 
experiences in your brand okay from not even knowing who you are mm-hmm. to point of sale to okay. repeat sales so most people when they say funnel they mean like discovery because mm-hmm. they discovered your brand mm-hmm. and then awareness they are aware that your brand exists mm-hmm. and then consideration because mm-hmm. they're considering whether they need your brand mm-hmm. and then um you know i forgot the next one but it's just uh, ready to purchase let's just say mm-hmm. purchase mm-hmm. which is what they purchase mm-hmm. and then you know they redo it again so loyalty okay. they buy again and again and again okay. and the reason why it's a funnel is because it is a funnel shape so <laughs> there's more people that are aware of a brand there'll yeah. always be so many more people that are unaware mm-hmm. of a brand compared to who actually buys mm-hmm. so that's why it's like a funnel mm-hmm. okay cool and why do you think some people buy and some don't there's many reasons mm-hmm. but, but again from the brand side, because we're talking mm-hmm. about marketing, um, one, people don't respect the funnel. They only think they need leads, which is why I'm very, I'm, I'm making it very clear that they want qualified leads. Okay. Because if all of us have seen the Revolut app and mm. we literally, and even if all of us download it, mm. but we never buy it, like we may, we still, That's we true. still may or may not be qualified. Mm. We still may never, because, you know, we may just do it because of, you know, whatever reason. Mm. So if people sometimes ask for the wrong things. Mm. Some people are not good or mm. realize that selling is at this point of sales actually the problem and these fixing. Mm-hmm. Some people attribute it to their social media mm-hmm. or their lead generation not being good, mm-hmm. which is more at the top of funnel because social mm-hmm. media usually is is when you are aware of a brand yeah. and get to know a brand, not yeah. at the point of sale. Mm-hmm. So um yeah that's i feel like those are the main reasons they Mm -hmm. don't really focus on the right bottleneck Mm -hmm. or they focus on different things which is doing fine but again there's not enough people going down the funnel okay 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 would you say like a common problem for brands i I don't know um you can let me know i'm just thinking out loud here like um i'm not going to use revolut i'll use like a (laughs) random i don't know like a random app let's just call it random app right um if their app is bad right and say that they get loads of leads, e- even if their app is, if their app is terrible, they m- may just not keep the people, right? It's not marketing problem or exactly. sales is problem, exactly. it's their app's problem. Exactly. A lot of people don't, or a lot of businesses don't want to recognize that their product isn't, is kind of inferior. You said it. <laughs> I need to even add anything, but you're right, you're right. Okay. You're right. Wow. So you shouldn't work for brands where the product doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because you're going to be stressed out. <laughs> yeah what do you what do you think of some of these ads now they um i mean i don't watch tv as much but a lot of them are quite gimmicky they, they're not like sh- straightforward i don't know if that's on purpose if you know what i mean like yeah. like going com- like, is it go compare yeah compare the market they're all quirky yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they have nothing to do with insurance yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. cars or yeah. home or whatever is that yeah. is that good is that bad i don't know their back end but i assume they want to the reason why you said go compare and yeah. compare the market yeah. is for the exact reason why they do it okay you remember them they're top okay. of mind <laughs> very true so and you said it and, and i said it and you recognized it You're yeah. Like, oh yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah 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 so you know again it may not be to your flavor yeah but you may go and find a sneaky quote next time you need i it do exactly i do use so, them yeah so if it's is... was it to you you they, you they, you're a qualified lead because you're looking at quotes you may have even used them i guess it's a kind of ingenious way right exactly to do it yeah wow that's so out of um wow would do you say that's a good way or is conventional better 
it it really depends on okay. the person. Okay. So I'm assuming they're gimmicky mm. because I want to appeal to a wide range of audiences. Yeah. The industry they're in, it has a stereotype, I'm assuming, of more fluffy, not fluffy, but more mm-hmm. stuffy, more, you know, serious, more, mm-hmm. you know, straightforward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm assuming they've paid that mascot, that voice actor, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So they want to create a brand of that animal. I don't even know what that animal is. Oh, now the meerkat. Yeah, exactly. meerkat. Yeah, yeah, meerkat. Yeah. So I feel like that's just a, it's just a way to have mm. a point of reference. Okay. Okay. To that brand and affinity yeah. to that brand. Okay. Which is, so, okay, at time of need, mm-hmm. I remember the meerkat is annoying, but. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's so <laughs> annoying, but it's effective. Yeah, it's effective. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember much else. Oh my gosh. What's, what's your favorite? ad that you've seen that you like wow this is inspiring do you have any do i have any um that's a good question do i have any ads which i love um do you know what not that i can remember in the uk but in Mm -hmm. usa Mm -hmm. yes i can't remember the brand Mm -hmm. it was just basically a campaign about how um women who want vc are extremely underpaid and the way they Mm -hmm. did it they did like sit down and they were just doing a one like a monologue and i was mm-hmm. just saying like a man told me um sorry a vc told me mm-hmm. that um when are you gonna get pregnant like and then a man <laughs> will say oh yeah as a man i got a million in 10 mm-hmm. minutes like and you know that was very i think the reason why i liked it is because mm-hmm. it was very um, startling okay even though we kind yeah. of know this it was very shocking yeah it was very shocking and, and you know the ending was very like you know this is what needs to change mm-hmm. okay. so even though it wasn't even an ad to sell anything necessarily, mm-hmm. it was literally really like endearing and, you know, interesting mm-hmm. to hear literally what people say behind closed doors. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's very interesting. I'm going to go and search for that ad. And you mentioned something there, which I wanted to touch on selling. You said selling marketing. So I f- looking at your content, you maintain that marketing needs to lead to sales. Why is that? So, to be fair, marketing shouldn't lead to sales. It mm-hmm. should lead to qualified leads by okay. um, sell, um, leads, which is, you know, should lead to sell, mm-hmm. make sales easier. Okay. The reason why it should, it, it kind of gets mixed up is because mm-hmm. a lot of businesses now are online, like e-commerce businesses. Yes. So yeah. the distinction between marketing and sales are not going to be as rigid as mm-hmm. a car salesman. So yes, I wouldn't say it should, but, it can do, mm-hmm. but there's still a sales element that we need to separate from marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So, um, so what was your question again? Oh no. Um, <laughs> sorry, I even forgot about that. Why? Why do you think that uh, marketing should generate sales? Sure. Yeah. So even though technically it shouldn't generate sales, mm-hmm. it should generate qualified prospects mm-hmm. because sales should do sell- selling, right? Mm-hmm. Simple. It's important because most business owners, the way we're set up now is that we're not going to have a closer. You're not going to hire me as a mm-hmm. medical rep, as a telesales, as a charity salesperson mm-hmm. to close the sale. Yeah. A lot of businesses can operate online. And even if they don't operate online and it's the business owner talking to a customer, mm-hmm. you want that customer to be as primed as possible. Mm-hmm. And marketers can do a lot of the legwork mm-hmm. that sells. If you do it in the sales format, for example, if you're just mm-hmm. selling a used car salesman mm-hmm. the reason why i feel like they have a bad rep is because there's no marketing same with estate yeah. agents if they yeah. knock on your door and they start selling to you the reason why you're mm. annoyed is because even if you want to sell your house mm-hmm. it's because there's no marketing to warm you up yeah you know what you said something really cool because actually now that you said that like i was thinking about acorn and they um um they sent me 
a leaflet just offering, oh, like we'll give you a free valuation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and saying, oh, these are all of their offices. Obviously, they're not trying to push me. It's not yeah. going to cost me anything. But again, that's just like a marketing thing. Yeah. They'll just send me, oh, you know, yeah. um, this we sold this house recently. Yeah. Just different things. So you think that's a, a good idea for, for a company to do? Yeah. It, even if it's necessarily not going to maybe get sell today. But, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because again, you've remembered them. I'm sure they're not the only yeah. real, estate com- real estate company in the whole world that sent you that. I'm sure there's been others. Yeah. So again, top of mind, top of mind, top of mind. And it's mm. just a cheeky look, isn't it? It's, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, they just want a small commitment. Yeah. Right? So yeah, 100%. So imagine that they've done all that marketing mm-hmm. and then when you go into Acorn, for example, mm. compared to other sites, mm. you just feel like, do you know what? They've marketed to me the most. Like, mm, it makes sense. Yeah. You just go with them. Okay. And then when you call up to, you know, realize that quote mm-hmm. to sell your house, that that person isn't going to be selling the way he has to sell if that's you true. didn't know it from Adam. That's true. That's very very true. Yeah, because you you know it's an established brand. You know it's a trusted brand. Yeah, and you've gotten the quote. You've been yeah. yeah. So that person on the other line who's going to work with you is going to be like, yeah, welcome aboard. Not, <laughs> hey, have you heard of Acorn? We can give you. It. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And um, how do you go about creating sales focused content? Okay. So yeah. The, every human which is what i learned from economics and my own studying we go through the same questions and mindset when buying something especially something new okay so there's three stages Mm -hmm. so it's unaware problem aware Mm -hmm. and solution aware so when we think about covid i'm gonna use covid as an example Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when we i know it's different because we're not buying covid we're buying (laughs) we need to have the you know whatever let's just pretend that to fix covid we just Mm. needed to have you know this medicine Mm -hmm. okay cool so when we're unaware it means that we don't even know that covid exists Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going on we have a problem because we're Mm -hmm. ill we don't know what's going on we don't know what it is Mm -hmm. we're going to a doctor they don't know what it is that's unaware Mm -hmm. so the aim of being unaware is for Mm -hmm. you to discover what it is Mm -hmm. which is the brand or what Mm -hmm. you're selling or who the brand is right okay so discovering the brand first exactly which is what coca-cola does they want you to discover what they're doing yeah Social media is very, very, very good at doing that as well yeah. because they just post content, you just mm-hmm. receive it, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's the first part of the funnel. Mm-hmm. Discovery, awareness. You're okay. aware that COVID exists. You're aware what COVID is. Okay. That's the big, that's the first section. The middle section is cool. Mm-hmm. COVID is my problem. I'm sick. Doctor, I need, okay. you know, something. You need to understand that you, you need to understand what to do about it. Okay. So now you know that a brand exists, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a, financial app or covid mm. or etc now you need to understand how it's going to fix your problem whether it's okay. you need, you can't buy a house they're going to help you save mm-hmm. you're sick with covid you know you need to get a trim you need to your feet are dry it doesn't matter <laughs> you need to understand how it works in mm. your life and how it's going to fix your life because you may think do you know what with covid for example there could mm-hmm. be 15 different you know um remedies one more yeah. um aggressive than others yeah or you could want to buy a mercedes or you could want to buy a volvo a Mm -hmm. volvo Volvo. um so it depends you have to really contextualize you need to make sure that you contextualize Mm -hmm. the solution to what the person has the problem with yeah right so that's problem aware that's the middle of the fund that's nurturing so understanding the solution the aim of being in problem aware is Mm. to understand which solution you want okay what car what medicine etc then the last stage, which is when you're at the point of purchase mm-hmm. and considering what to do, what mm-hmm. to choose, that is solution aware. So you're aware okay. that the solution exists. So you're aware mm-hmm. that the medication exists. You know, 
the you know the cars exist now you're just going to find the detail like the mm-hmm. detail that you know if you want to move house for example if you want to mm-hmm. if you want to have a medication is it going to be 12 weeks 12 days okay. 12 minutes is it going to make you sick okay is it going to give you this side effect if you're trying to buy a house do you want to move here how far is it from work you mm-hmm. l- really really think about the nitty-gritty because you're now imagining okay. yourself using that product okay and also financial the cost okay. the time it's going to take to you know use that solution so you get even more nitty gritty, which is why when you go to a car sh- um, showroom, mm. you not only te- test drive the car, mm-hmm. you actually look at, you know, finance, finance um, options and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. et cetera. So those are the three um, stages that every human thinks about. And that's when you look at reviews as well. Okay. Yes. You don't look at reviews. I look at reviews for everything. Exactly. But you only <laughs> look at reviews when you're serious. You don't necessarily look that's at true. reviews when... That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Every yeah. human generally has the same buying mm. pattern at the same, you know, stages. Mm-hmm. So that's why reviews are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the at the more of the end when you're considering. Yeah. You're not gonna okay. consider a rubbish rat infested <laughs> restaurant and look at reviews. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's very logical, right? So those are the three stages and mm-hmm. you can make that in your content. Okay. Everything I just said, mm. a doctor could have easily put every single information about COVID, about the, mm. you know, the types of medication you can do, you know, how well, mm. you, how quick you'll get better on social media, on a podcast, on mm. YouTube, etc. Same with any other brand. Mm-hmm. So that's how you make sales focused content because when you're making a purchasing decision, mm. you make the same, um, you know, decisions at the same time, okay. you know, at the sa- you know, in the same way. And that's how you do it. Okay. I wanted to ask a counter question to that. Sure. How, in terms of that, I understand the three stages, but how do you make it not sound preachy? Because I feel like these days, especially millennials and Gen Z, I'll say even more Gen Zs, you know, they don't like the status quo, clearly, right? And um, they're, they're, they're the ones who I'm sure a lot of brands are going to be targeting now because yep. they're, in 10 years they'll be their big their biggest consumers so how do you make sure that your content or your ad or whatever is not preachy doesn't come across preachy like i'm telling you what to do yeah you're not telling me anything so you're yeah. saying look if you have these issues mm-hmm. or if you want this um aspiration mm-hmm. this is the, this is the thing for you this is what we do we're a brand so let's just go back to cars right mm-hmm. if you're looking if your family is growing faster than you can handle get a big four by four car which can easily turn into a seven seater yeah and that's stylish without the stylish price tag yeah people who are in that situation who mm-hmm. have kids or maybe have you know had kids very quickly unplanned mm-hmm. they're gonna pick up because I've, yeah. you said something which is an actual issue so i'm not mm-hmm. preaching and then the next day just unaware now i know that the car exists right mm-hmm. i didn't know a car can be easily a five yeah. to a seven seater easily the next stage is okay. The the more of the detail, which is like you know, you know, it, you're understanding that it's a solution because mm-hmm. you know, for example, it gives you free baby car seats. It gives mm-hmm. you this. It gives you this. It gives you all these little thing features and stuff, mm-hmm. which is um very very good for a family as well. Yeah, yeah, etc. So that's not preaching. And the okay. last stage is you know, okay. we understand that you know, as working parents, mm-hmm. one person may be in and out of work because they're looking after the children full time. Mm-hmm. Because of this, here we have an offer, mm-hmm. but we have this campaign to help you know the stay-at-home mum use the car more mm-hmm. for shopping, or we've partnered up with Tesco or Sainsbury's, so etc. 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 And that's when you start to hear the offers and mm-hmm. the promotions because now 
you've explained what the card does, how it does it, why it's suitable for that type of person, which is mm-hmm. why it's important to know the person. Mm-hmm. And now you're making an offer that makes sense to them. Yeah. That at least makes them interested to okay. inquire, which makes them qualified, yeah. ideally. Wow. <laughs> you know just, you know your stuff. <laughs> I'm learning all of this stuff is new to me. So this is this is incredible. Um I wanted to know in terms of mistakes, what are some of the biggest mistakes you've seen businesses make in regards to marketing? So you mentioned some in terms of your experience that yeah. you've had uh, with the social, <laughs> where he was telling to do quotes. Um, he didn't want you getting 100K. I don't know who would ever say that, which is crazy. But what other mistakes have you seen? So again, I'm just going to say it clear for everyone. Mm. Pe- marketing does not equate to social media. Mm-hmm. It does not equate to lead generation. Okay. It does not equate to sales. Okay. So when people say, oh, I had this social media manager, but they didn't give me no sales. Oh, I had this <laughs> agency that wanted to do Facebook ads, but they didn't give me no sales. Mm-hmm. That's not their job. Mm-hmm. So we're putting marketing and giving it, it's like saying we're going to put, um, you know, blusher on our face and then mm-hmm. saying that's, that's our whole makeup done. Mm-hmm. No, it's only one part of it. Which yeah. is why I said the funnel. Yeah. Okay. So that's one big mistake. Two, we hire the wrong people to do marketing. Okay. Marketing's a team sport. Mm-hmm. In like generally, it's not something that one person does completely. Yeah. So when people are hiring VAs, the hire social media managers and even mm-hmm. consultants or whoever, but they're not fit for that role, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense, which is why where I learned I'm not meant to be doing five people's jobs. I'm not meant to be the graphic designer, the you know, <laughs> yeah. ad agency, yeah. the social media manager, you know, the brand and photographer Mm -hmm. that's a lot of people's jobs that's a lot of yeah and the thing is with marketing more than any other department in my opinion it's the Mm -hmm. most fragmented okay you can have 15 different people on one project like i said the photographer Mm -hmm. the videographer the brand um the web designer the graphic designer yeah the social media manager the copywriter the ad agency you don't like it's a lot yeah so a lot of people force one person to do so many different specialties and i don't i understand but again what I a mistake that people have is that they don't have the right marketer mm-hmm. in their team. They they think social media is you know the being and end of marketing, and yep. another one of marketing is that we we again this is a big one which I keep saying. Sales is usually for the person who runs the business. Mm-hmm. Or if it's an online business, like an e-commerce business, they don't separate it out. Mm-hmm. So they don't say the marketing strong, but the sales is weak. Yeah. Or they don't follow up. Another okay. big one. Marketing has a lot of follow up to it. Mm-hmm. That's why we nurture. Nurturing yeah. is multiple times. Okay. Right? So when we're messaging people once or they were doing a one poll and then no one responds, that's, that's not much. You have to just keep going. Yeah, keep going, okay. keep going. So I think those are the biggest ones I could think of. Okay. Wow. Wow. So, 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 so interesting. Um, it's been a great episode. I've learned a lot from you. Um, Elizabeth, I wanted to know, um, what have you got planned next for, for, for generally in your business? Yeah, so just going bigger and better. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, got to do that. Yeah, got to do that. So I really want to build a training side because like I said, a lot yeah. of people have marketers in their team mm-hmm. and they're not working together efficiently. Okay. And I've learned the hard way many times. Mm. So I really want to build that training company where I'm, you know, being the best in the country mm-hmm. in terms of teaching mm-hmm. junior marketers or even VAs or people that are not in marketing beforehand mm-hmm. with business owners and then working together so they so that mm-hmm. marketer can be a marketing coordinator marketing manager and mm-hmm. run the marketing department one mm-hmm. day 
Um, and then just putting out content. That's one thing which I love about you. Put out content mm. like no one's business. I yeah, I'm consistent. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. that. <laughs> yeah. So that's stuff I need to do as well. So just putting yeah. my content out there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think I think there's definitely a lot of opportunity in terms of the training for sure because, you know, especially I know you say social media is is just one aspect yeah. and there's loads, but even some of the companies and brands I worked at, I don't think that they have any aspect or they know a lot of this stuff that you that you've spoken um, to, uh, to to us about on the podcast so there's definitely huge opportunities um out there uh for you and yeah let's see how the training goes and, and then you can come back on the podcast and we can yeah. uh, talk about it where can people find you yeah so my instagram is marketing invested okay my linkedin is elizabeth eze so that's e z e and mm-hmm. those are the best two places and my website's being done so it should be done okay cool up. soon come by the time this episode comes out yeah. then <laughs> great um do you have any final words for the listeners um i would say that marketing can work so well for you if you learn the fundamentals and you know if you need to learn the fundamentals or learn more mm-hmm. uh, you're happy to come to my page i'm happy to support you but it can it can work flawlessly and it can change your life and your business yeah i agree i think it can like i'm thinking about all the brands right now that i know off the top of my head you see i mentioned revolute i don't know how they did it revolute we said compare the market off the top of your head what what brands can you think about because that that means their marketing has worked worked um evian evian because of that's interesting i used to play tennis and they okay. had a tennis campaign yeah. with, the ten- with, the, with the, you know, tennis players. Okay. So my affinity goes to them. Um, Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes. Much marketing Anymore. like that. Actually, a follow-up question. Mm. <laughs> I know we're supposed to be ending the podcast. Okay. But, like, I was thinking when you mentioned Coca-Cola, I was like, why do they still do marketing? These guys, they don't even need it. Their cans are everywhere. Like, why does a big corporation like that, is it like, oh, we just got the budget, let's just spend it? Maybe, I won't be surprised. But I think another bigger reason is that being top of mind doesn't only mean that their brand is out there. Mm. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Because ideally, to be top of mind, you want you want Coca-Cola to be in your mm. brain before you get to the shops. Yeah, that's true. I do, I don't have to see their ad to be like, yeah, I'm... Um, I want some Coke. Yeah, you don't go to- <laughs> not that Coke. Coca Cola. That's sounding wrong. Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Um, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. very, very interesting. And also, if you think about, it, if you go to a mm. supermarket, you're gonna be bombarded with soft drinks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So to be top of mind, especially with campaigns and stuff like that, it just um, it just again burns it into your brain that yeah. Coca Cola is there for you whenever you are there for them. Yeah cool great I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing i'm never gonna see marketing the same or coca-cola the same crazy no it's been great um having you on uh the podcast thank you so much for sharing all your gems you. around marketing um it was, it was a great conversation listeners i hope that you've enjoyed this episode thank you so much uh thank you elizabeth thank uh you. for for um blessing the podcast this week and yeah listeners we'll we'll see you next week You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 